you're listening to the Candid Confidence Podcast. I'm Leah Party, the confidence coach for online entrepreneurs. My mission in life is to empower you to make your dreams a reality by learning how to let go of self-doubt and overcome overthinking. We're about to get real on confidence, spirituality, mindset, and business through solo episodes and amazing guest interviews. Girl, let's do the damn thing. Hello, and welcome back to the Candid Confidence Podcast. Oh my gosh, it feels like it's been a minute since I've sat down and actually recorded a podcast episode for you guys. The past two things that I have put out as an episode actually weren't necessarily a podcast episode. They were just from a um, Facebook Live slash Instagram Live that I did and just was kind of repurposing. So we're here with an actual episode today, and I'm super pumped. So if it's your first time listening, welcome. So happy to have you. If you are a long-time listener, I love you. Okay, today I want to talk to you guys about how I manifested my business as well as leaving my nine-to-five. So <laughs> it has been quite a journey. I really hope that this is able to inspire you. I hope this will motivate you into action. And I hope that, you know, for anyone listening who's thinking, it doesn't feel possible right now, or it seems like a dream, you know, that's so far away. I want you to know how much, how realistic this actually is and how realistic this can be for you. So that's why it's so important for me to share my story, which isn't all rainbows and butterflies. And, you know, I had launches that completely flopped. I had courses that never sold. Lots of things like that. Lots of months where I didn't sign any clients. Like, I want you guys to know these things because sometimes from the outside it can look like oh it was so easy for her right but without knowing what actually happened and especially the behind the scenes work that goes on especially the mindset work it can look like oh well you know it happened for her but it can't happen for me and here's what i want to tell you it can happen for you literally if you want to start a business and leave your nine to five fucking just decide to do it and you can literally do it. So that's what I want to say to you. I feel like so many people are like, oh, I would love to do what you're doing. And I'm like, then do it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Let's take it back to the very beginning. So I was in my nine to five. I was in corporate sales. I was a sales manager. And I was working at the same company for several years. And it paid well, really well. I had a corner office. I had, you know, lots of business trips I went on all the time. I was traveling for probably a year and a half there every single month for a week for business. It was cool. It was like what I pictured my life being. It was like the corporate lifestyle that I always wanted, right? But come maybe December, January 2019, I started to feel like something was missing. I started to feel unfulfilled and... I kind of started to wonder if this was all life had for me. You know, I I always thought I would want like the busy corporate lifestyle. It was all I knew. I was waking up, you know, at 5 or 6 a.m., sometimes driving an hour, hour and a half for work, coming home at, you know, between 5.30 and 6.30 at night, cooking dinner, cleaning up dinner, and then maybe going to the gym and then going basically to bed. Like it wasn't like I had lots of extra time. Um, and then when I started my online business, basically any free time that I had, I dedicated to this. 
So I started to, so in the period where I wasn't in my business yet, I was starting to feel like I wasn't really passionate about what I was doing at work. And I knew that. And I wanted to feel fulfillment. I wanted to feel like I was fulfilling my purpose. And I started to seek that. I started to really dig deep in myself and wonder what purpose can I provide to this world? And so that's where Canon Confidence, the blog, started. <laughs> I really don't do much with the blog anymore. Um, but that's kind of where it started out. It was totally just like a for fun project. It was, let me do this passion project. Let me share with women what I've learned about mindset and confidence and help them kind of empower themselves through that. So I was really excited. I started this blog and it was scary, of course, but I remember hesitating so much to push publish because I was terrified. I remember posting on my Instagram page, my little things for my blog, and I was terrified. I was wondering what friends and family thought um, and come to find no one gave a fuck. <laughs> it was not as bad as I thought. Once I started doing it, I got super comfortable with it, of course, but you know, I say all that to let you guys know that it wasn't super easy for me in the beginning either. I went through the whole thing of what, what, like, who am I to do this? What expertise do I have? What are people going to think? You know, we all go through that. So I did all that. And then gradually, so I was like diving into the online space. I was diving into the podcast. I was finding people on Instagram who are these, you know, motivational people like what I do now, basically <laughs> coaches. I discovered the coaching world and I thought, wow, this is people's full-time job. Like I didn't know this existed guys. I didn't like listen to podcasts of people who did this full-time, nothing. I had no idea. I didn't know what a coach was. I didn't know life coaching existed, nothing. So I started seeing these co this coaching industry and I thought, wow, that's great for them, but not for me. <laughs> They can do it and be successful, but I couldn't do that. No one would take me seriously. You know, what value can I really provide? All of that was going on in my head. At the same time though, I was starting to learn about uh, manifestation. I was learning really about doing the deep mindset work. And I was learning that the whole concept of once you believe in yourself, you can really truly do anything. And so I was like playing with that, playing with that. And I thought, wow, what if I became a coach? So anyways, tried to convince myself I was capable of it. Um, I actually was lucky because, you know, my husband was super supportive from the beginning. And when I was looking into going to school online for life coaching, he was super supportive of it, which was really helpful because I really was not fully believing myself yet. So I signed up for that. I did a six month program of coaching to become certified. And I started treating my business, my only business, which at the time I just called my blog. I started treating it like an actual business. I started putting in a lot of time towards it. I started prioritizing it. You know, I had up until then, I had had a hobby mindset with it and was just kind of working on it, you know, a little bit here and there on the weekends, whatever. But it was never like a, super big priority in my life. But once I decided that it was going to be something big, once I built up this belief in myself that it was going to be my full-time job, even though at the time I thought kind of like someday, like maybe two years from now, um, I started, yeah, I started treating it like a job. And it was weird. And when I would be around friends and family, I felt super weird talking about it. 
I was scared to talk talk face to camera on Instagram. I was terrified to do a live. I can't even believe that I do them now with like hardly any any anxiety or fear. Um, I started dreaming of having a podcast, but again, it was like someday type of thing. You know, I wasn't ready yet. So anyways, I was, I was doing all of that. I was doing all of that. Um, I started about a year ago now. Actually, yeah, June of 2019 was when I officially turned it into a business. I registered it as a business. I got my first couple paying clients for coaching and was truly going after it. I, so like this was last summer. Then in July, I launched the podcast. I was trying to launch like group programs and courses and all of these things, which you know, most of them in the beginning were just a total flop, <laughs> which is important to share with you. Like, I want you to know that like one of the biggest reasons why this thing worked for me is because I trained my brain that I really got behind the fact that failure is just feedback. Like I drilled that into my brain. I rewired my brain around that concept. And I really truly believe in that. And if you truly, truly do believe that failure is feedback and that everyone just kind of fails their way to the top and that the road to success is just failure, redirection, failure, try again, failure, pivot, then you really don't have to be worried about things not working out. You really don't have to be embarrassed if things don't work out. And so every time that that would happen, um, I would, or like a month would go by with no clients, I would just work on the mindset stuff. And I'm talking journaling every single morning when I first woke up, throughout the day working on mindset, affirmations when I was driving the car by myself, journaling and meditating before bed at night. Like I basically built my entire life around my mindset and doing this work so that I could keep going when I wanted to give up because I did at times want to give up. I did wonder, will this truly pay off? You know, I see all these people talking about 5K months and 10K months. You know, is that possible for me just because they did it? And here's what I want to point out, because this is something that I see in almost all my clients. They feel like, at least initially, doing, like say we're talking about doing like the lives and the webinars. It's always like, oh, but I see all these other people and they do it so well and they talk so eloquently and they're so vibrant and then there's me, right? So nobody sees themselves in the beginning as like super great at these things, guys. It's just not the way we work as humans. We, we find it awkward to look at ourselves in a mirror. We find it awkward to look at ourselves talking on a live video, right? So I want you to know that. I want you to know that if you have thoughts like that, that's just natural and normal. And everyone has those thoughts, literally everyone. And it's just a practice of, it's just a practice of practicing it. It's a practice of wrapping your head around the possibilities. It's, it's deciding that you want the success that you know is out there for you more than you care about the potential embarrassment along the way, more than you care about quote failing along the way, right? How willing are you to show up, put yourself out there, be vulnerable, maybe have a few failed launches, maybe suck at first. Like how willing are you to put yourself out there in that way and keep going and do the mindset work to get yourself to believe that it is coming for you. Another concept, and this is something I've 
always taught teaching sales in the corporate world even. Um, and even thinking back to like in college when I sold Mary, or not Mary Kay, I sold Avon. Like I remember learning the concept of the more times you get a no, the sooner you're gonna get to your yes. And like I taught that when I was a sales manager and I teach it now. Like those times when I would have like a failed launch, it was like, okay, well, how many failed launches can I realistically have, right? Eventually it's going to work. And I just believed that. And so every time it would happen, I'd be like, cool, now I'm this much closer. Every discovery call that didn't work out because I sucked at those at first too. Every time it didn't work out, I was like, cool, I'm that much closer to the next one that is gonna work out, right? So that is the key to success. That is the secret, guys. That's the secret. The secret is that you're gonna suck in the beginning, but if you keep going, you can find success. Okay, so then I was, okay, so let's see. I was getting to a point where it was maybe November, December. I had hired a coach. I had been in a mastermind. I was learning what to do. I was putting the strategy together. Things were starting to make a lot of sense. Um, it seemed like it was easy to get clients. All of that was like coming together. And so I then went through this period where I was starting to save up money so I could leave my nine to five because I wanted a cushion to be, you know, quote, um, realistic or like logical, which I don't care for. I don't really care for logical, but for the sake of, you know, when you're married, you don't make all your decisions about finances on your own, right? You have to somewhat be realistic in terms of what the other person wants. And also it did seem realistic to save up some money so that I would have it. Here's here's my thing though, like having a ridiculous amount of money saved is just another plan B. And like the whole point of eventually making the leap from your nine to five is that you're like, you're telling your your subconscious that you really fucking believe and that you're gonna do this thing and it's gonna work and when you take that leap of faith it does just kind of it's crazy but it just works um so i didn't want to have too much but anyways i was saving up and so i was starting to prepare like oh i'm gonna leave my nine to five soon and that's when I started to have this weird resistance. And I started to go through a period of time where it was harder to get clients and it seemed like it wasn't working. And I started to kind of panic. And that, of course, made it even worse. But the weird thing was, and I think I did an episode on this about the fear of success. The weird thing was on the surface, all I wanted was to quit my job. All I wanted was to pursue my dream full time. I wanted it so badly. I was willing to do anything it took to do it, right? And by anything it took, it means I was basically like throwing myself all into like the strategy part of the business, right? Doing all the actions, doing all the things. I was willing to do whatever it took. I wanted it, but I didn't realize that deep inside of me, I didn't actually want it. Deep inside, I had a belief of, you know, so these thoughts would come up for me like, oh, I never really wanted to work from home. What if I get bored and lonely, right? Which is kind of funny because I always pictured it like me going out to lunch with friends and me traveling. Uh, meanwhile, coronavirus. <laughs> but I had this fear come up of like, what if I get lonely working from home? What if I miss my coworkers? You know, what if I 
what if I miss like getting dressed in like business clothes? What if I miss work travel? Like I had all these weird thoughts and I kept thinking, well, no, like what I'm doing is so worth it. Like I'm following my passion. I'm changing lives. Like every time I get a message from someone that my work has touched them, it's so worth it. But I had this weird subconscious belief that kept coming up and telling me that I didn't want to leave my job. It would tell me about the security of having a nine to five, all these things. So I came to realize that that was a major block for me. And whenever I talk to clients about the fear of success or like I'll say to them like, what part of you doesn't want to earn this, this amount of money this month? That's your goal. And they're like, what do you mean? The whole, every part of me wants it. But if it's not happening, there is a part of you that's resisting it. So if that's happening to you, if you feel like I want this thing so bad, I want you to dig deeper. I want you to find the part of you that doesn't want the thing. Find the part of you that, like ask yourself, what bad thing could happen when I make this money? What bad thing could happen when I get this success? And dig deep, like go in your journal and really ask yourself these questions. Because once I recognized that there was a part of me that didn't wanna leave my nine to five, I just had to do the work around it. I just had to journal around it. I just had to every day remind myself that this was my passion, my purpose. And truly, it really was just the ego. It was just my ego coming up, wanting to keep me in my comfort zone. My comfort zone was my was my job. You know, the 401k, the, the profit sharing, the perks, everything. Like that was my comfort zone. I had been there for almost five years. That was all I knew. So you really have to dig out that part of you and just do the work around it. Get in there, get in your journal, meditate on it, and clear the resistance. So then I got to a point where I said, okay, here's what's gonna happen. Because I kept going in this like circle thing of like wanting to leave my job and all this stuff. And I decided, okay, one month from today, I'm just gonna take the leap. And I'm just gonna have the faith around it and it's going to work. And I'm gonna make X amount of money over this month and it's gonna happen. And I, and I always talk about making a decision. But that day that I said that, I decided it, I declared it. One way that I cemented it was I told everybody, <laughs> friends, family, you know, everybody around me, I told them the date that I was gonna quit to hold myself accountable and also so that I would start to normalize it in my mind. I wanted it to be real. I wanted my subconscious to get on board and know like, this is done, we're doing this. And I knew that by making that decision and putting that energy behind it, that my subconscious would hop too and give me the actions it needed to match that. And energetically, I would become truly a match for the money I was manifesting to be able to do this. So I was just building belief around it. I was building belief, building belief, building belief, trying to call in this money, all of it. It got down to the last week and I hadn't made the money yet. It didn't look like it was gonna happen. And I like told my husband and everybody, I was like, well, I'm leaving, you know, next Monday. It's happening, I don't care. It's all gonna work. I really like built that belief up. And sure enough, that week, the money came in <laughs> and it worked. And then this is where the story really gets kind of interesting. Then it was <laughs> Friday and I threw myself a, I threw myself like a happy hour to celebrate. 
and <laughs> I invited people from work and I told them that I was taking the sleep and that this was going down. So then I, it was the weekend. That was the day, by the way, when the coronavirus started really hitting home in the US and people started being sent home to work from home. And that weekend was when things started shutting down, schools closed down, a lot of people got sent to, to work from home and the talk of the economy, the economy, the economy was happening. People were getting laid off. It was scary. And I thought, holy crap, I'm about to leave my nine to five job on a leap of faith in the middle of, of this. And I got scared, guys. I got scared. And I didn't end up doing it. I didn't end up doing it. Um, what's really funny is, so come Monday, you know, I'm, I'm making the decision to stick it out a little bit longer. And sure enough, that day, they sent us to work from home starting the next day. So the first day that I was planning to work from home full time in my business was the day that we were sent to work from home from my company. Very, very, very interesting how it all worked out. Um, really surprising. But anyways, all of that to say, I, I didn't do the thing that my heart called me to do. And whether or not that was a realistic decision, whether or not that decision followed logic and it was a good decision, whatever, it, it was what it was, it worked out the way that it worked out. So anyways, the next couple of months, I things started getting a lot better in business. I um, started really believing in myself a lot more. And I think it's because I had intended fully with every fiber of me to make that leap. Um, and things started to change, really, really change and shift for the better. And so what happened then? Yeah, I had some major shifts. I had a lot of a lot of good things come around for me in my mind, but I still wanted to leave the job. You know, even though I was now working from home uh, for my company and it was a lot easier for me to run my business alongside of that, I still wanted to leave. And that sounded crazy because this was when you know, we didn't know what was going to happen with the economy. We had no idea what was going to happen with the coronavirus, how long things were going to be shut down. It looks a lot different now that the country's opening back up, right? People are going back to work and things like that. But I, so I started asking God for a sign. I asked God for a sign if I should do it again, take the leap again and leave my job. And this is where one of the craziest signs that I ever got came through. So I was sitting in my office, like I always am, and I saw this book. And it's called Stairs to the Roof by Tennessee Williams. It's like a playwright from, you know, the times, like the, I don't know, 1930s, like around the Great Depression. And so I saw, I kept staring at this book and, and I just, my eyes just, just kept being like drawn to it. And I was like, why do I keep looking at this book? Okay, fine, I'll read it. And I knew the book, it was, I got it in high school, hadn't read it since then, but what's really funny is I have a tattoo on my back and it says a prayer for the wild at heart kept in cages. A tattoo that I got when I was 17 to basically cement the fact that I never wanted to settle in life. I never wanted to live a life for other people. I always wanted to live a life for me on my terms. 
And so I picked up the book and I started reading it and I knew what it was about. I knew that it was about a guy who worked in, you know, a factory setting and, you know, had kind of like a, I think he was around age, like, I don't know, 30 or something. And he started to realize, oh my God, this is all life has for me. And he starts to like rebel against like corporate America essentially and decide like, hey, I don't want to like live this life anymore. Like there's got to be something more. That was the whole premise of the book. But what was really interesting when I reread it was that the guy worked in a shirt factory and my nine to five job was kind of a shirt factory um, working for an industrial laundering company. I mean, there was a plant that I worked at. I didn't do the things in the plant involving the clothes and the clothes weren't actually manufactured in the US, but essentially it was like kind of a plant factory or a kind of a shirt factory. And I was just like, oh my gosh, How freaking ironic is this? You know, I'm at here. I am asking God for a sign to leave my job. Here I am being drawn to this book, finally opening it up and reading it. And it's almost about someone in my same position. (laughs) And it had been almost to the day, like to the month, 10 years earlier was when I got that tattoo on my back. It was just the most wild thing I've ever experienced. One of them. So I ended up saying, you know what? Sorry, the coronavirus is happening. And I know this is not the most logical time to leave my nine to five, but things were getting really out of alignment being there. I didn't feel an alignment. And I believe that things are supposed to feel good and easy for us. Jobs, relationships, everything. When it feels really bad, when it feels like you don't wanna be there, when it feels heavy and hard, that's being out of alignment. And I just wasn't willing to do that anymore. So I decided to say, fuck a plan B. I decided to take the leap and finally a second time, just do it and just do it. And what I found so interesting was finally I did it. I left and you know what happened the week that I left? My first $4,000 week which is another story because I found a blank check in my office, which I shouldn't leave blank checks around. And so I wrote down on it. I was like, okay, well, I'll just write myself a check for $4,000 this week. And that week it didn't happen, but I created so much belief around this. I just like was like, nope, I'm manifesting $4,000 in a week. Decided it was gonna happen. And like two weeks later, which was when I left my job, boom. (laughs) It just fell into place and I, have a lot of faith that that's going to continue to be my reality. Um, Economy or not, coronavirus or not, I really believe that if you have a plan B, you truly don't have a plan A. And long story short, um, I wish I would have left a lot sooner. I wish I would have decided to leave a lot sooner. I wish I would have trusted myself to do that because I know it would have worked out. And I'm not, I don't want to say this to make everyone quit their nine to five and then call me and be like, what the heck? I did it. It didn't work. You have to have a lot of faith in yourself. You have to have faith in God, the universe, whatever, whatever you have faith in. You've just got to have massive faith. You've got to, that's, that's really what I believe that it is. But when you have the massive faith, it propels you into massive action. So that's how it goes into trusting yourself so much to do the work, knowing that it's all going to work out. 
So if I could give you any advice, if anyone listening to this really wants to do this, I want you to know how possible it is. And I want you to first and foremost, focus on the mindset work. I know we all want the strategy and the secret to success and the secret to getting all the clients, but I'm telling you the secret is the mindset work. Because doing the, doing the mindset work, propelling yourself into confidence, propels you into action. It makes everything else fall into place. It makes you believe that the things you're doing work. And when you believe what you're doing is working, you create consistency. And when you create consistency, you create results. Okay, so that's my story. I hope that was helpful. If you guys have any questions around it, please feel free to message me, email me. I'm open to chatting with you guys about it. Um, again, don't, don't leave your nine to five and blame it on me. But I do believe a plan B is, is not is not helping. I don't think a plan B is helping. I think it hurts us in the long run. Okay, so I do want to tell you guys, I have a mastermind that I'm going to be launching starting next week. So I haven't really talked about this yet. I do have it on my website. And I actually already have one person signed up for the mastermind and she's awesome. So I know this group is going to be incredible. But this is a group for people who are in a business of some type really want to go to the next level, who are specifically looking for ways to feel more comfortable around selling, feel more confident around sharing their offers, want to ditch the whole concept of not wanting to be the girl selling things on the internet, right? So the reason I'm calling this shameless, the mastermind is because we're really going to focus on taking the shame out of selling. So it's going to be about sales. It's going to be about growing your business. It's going to be all based on essentially half strategy and half mindset. And it's going to be an amazing group of women who are going to be working on these topics together for four months. And you can find the link in the show notes. And I cannot wait to see who hops into this program. Okay. I love you guys. And I will chat with you very soon. 